This podcast is brought to you by Most Valuable Podcasts, leading the league in podcasting entertainment. Hello, football fans, and welcome to the Onside Kick. My name is Ricky Widmer, and as always, I'm joined by the Mark Weber. Dub them ease. And it's nice, Mark, to actually have you in the studio this week. You're not calling in on the MVP hotline and... We don't get that weird kind of buzzing sound that we had last week. From the phones, yeah. You know, it's tough. iPhone, don't know if it's uh, Mm -hmm. the most trustworthy thing as opposed to a landline, but who really uses landlines anymore? Yeah, I mean, come on. Who? It's kind of like I was watching the latest John Oliver, and he even made a joke at that, where he's like, when your cable and internet package together landlines, who uses those anymore? You know what? Actually, I do know somebody who uses they've got like the the triple package or whatever it is mm-hmm. they got the internet they got their cable and they have the landline but they just don't own any yeah. phones they just don't own any phones. no they have the number you just can't do anything with it you can call it but no one's gonna pick up but before we get into everything that we've got to talk about in this podcast i have a special uh, birthday announcement yeah a special football birthday announcement a happy birthday to a certain running back in the Great White North, who runs for my Minnesota Vikings. It's Adrian Peterson's birthday today, mm-hmm. as we are recording this podcast on Tuesday, or on Monday, I should say. What do you know? It's a little bit of a happy birthday to AP. Oh, Mark, just a little bit of a happy just birthday. Just a little bit of a happy Not birthday. Not too happy. If he And I also learned this, if he rushes for the most yards next season, mm-hmm. he will be the oldest running back to do so. As he is now 31 years old. So now we're expecting a steep decline. <laughs> the steep decline of Adrian Peterson. Yeah, is he's going to run expecting? for like 500. Well, if he ran for 500 yards, I would be a little concerned, Mark, just a little bit. But today on the podcast, we're going to be talking quarterbacks, a bounty here. I hope I said that right, a bounty, yeah, whatever. But we're talking RG3, we're talking Johnny Manziel, and then we're talking the Black Unicorn, Martellus Bennett, who is a New England Patriot and we're going to start in the city of Cleveland. As all, RG3. Th- all good stories start. <laughs> all good stories or all yeah, bad all stories? All good stories start in Cleveland. But RG3 apparently just finished up a two-day visit with the Browns. Is RG3 the perfect quarterback for Hugh Jackson and the Cleveland Browns? You know what? I, I look at the the options that are out there. We're going to take... Ryan Fitzpatrick out of the conversation because he's mm-hmm. really not a good option because he wants so much money. Um, and he'll probably end up with the Jets. But you look at some of these guys and it's like Johnny Menzel, RG3, and then you're thinking, all right, what else is out there? You know, maybe you steal one of these backup quarterbacks, something like that. You know, there's nothing good available. And when they're thinking about trading for Colin Kaepernick and the price is a second-round pick, well, by default, RG3 is the best option. Mm -hmm. He's going to be the cheapest for the best kind of potential. Would he be cheaper than if they took Carson Wentz at number two? Mm, I mean, I I, I want to say cheaper just because of that second overall pick money. Yeah. I mean, you're not going to pay RG3 that much money. And at the same time, I mean, that does give them the option to say, hey, we've got the veteran. Now we got this young guy. You know, maybe we'll let him Mm -hmm. sit. Maybe we'll let him sit and learn for a little bit. Um, You know, because all these quarterbacks could use that. 
especially a guy like Carson Wentz, he needs to kind of, you know, take some time to get mm-hmm. up to the speed of the NFL. So, I mean, I think that RG3 really is a great stopgap option because I think going for RG3, even if they traded for Colin Kaepernick, neither one of these two options is going to stop them from drafting a quarterback number two overall. Yeah, well, yeah, no matter, like, even I wanted to say, well, if they got Ryan Fitzpatrick somehow, then that would be, oh, well, they don't need to draft a quarterback. Nah, Let's he's be old. honest. They need to find the future of that franchise. And even if they do get a RG3, RG3's not the he's not the future of the Cleveland Browns. He'd be a stopgap, so you can eventually maybe get somebody in there mm-hmm. who's going to be maybe, okay, if you get an RG3 or even a Ryan Fitzpatrick Maybe it makes it to where you can go, because let's be honest, we're all assuming that Laramie Tunsil may be the number one overall pick for the Titans. Mm -hmm. So what the Titans maybe like, originally what it was, was, oh, well, the Browns could then go Joey Bosa, and then take a guy like Paxton Lynch with their... First pick in the second round, which would basically be because he's the last secure pick now the that the, the L.A. Rams say no, Case Keenum, that's our guy. Yeah, well, and we're I, good with Case. And really, it's not even the Rams that I look at as the team that could swoop in. That was all before the Brock Osweiler stuff happened. Mm-hmm. Now the Browns have to sit there and go, okay, maybe we can't do that plan because the Broncos at thirty-one. They could go ahead and take Paxton Lynch. Mm-hmm. They could. I mean, we talked about it last week. They do need a quarterback because they don't want Mark Butt fumbling Sanchez. Mm-hmm. Hashtag Mark Butt fumbling Sanchez as their quarterback. Yeah. Um, and, and Mark Sanchez is exactly what RG3 essentially will be, too. It's just Except kind of a guy to. Butt fumble. It's just a guy to waste time. No, instead, he just kind of doesn't have legs. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's just a guy to kind of take some time. Give you decent play. You're going to be happy with mm-hmm. it. Uh, you're going to let the team develop a little bit with RG3 there. And worst thing comes to worst, he miraculously plays like he did his, you know, his rookie year. And all of a sudden, you're looking like the geniuses who drafted or who yeah, got how, RG3. How often has? Oh, it probably will never. The happen. Browns looked like geniuses. I mean, but I'm saying that's the best case scenario. The worst case scenario is. He's what you you know. He's what everybody thinks he is, and then you go, okay, fine, rookie, go ahead, mm-hmm. and then you know, continue you know business as usual for the Cleveland Browns. It's you know, it's a good option. Do I think that RG three is going to play at that level? Do I think that he's going to solve all the problems that are Cleveland problems? No, probably not. He probably doesn't. But I think he will play better mm-hmm. than he did in Washington because that really was just a bad environment. And Cleveland, if they're ever going to turn things around, don't you feel like it should be now? You know, getting the well, Wolverine and, in there. Well, and that's like the one thing I think of, and yeah, having Hugh Jackman at the helm, the Wolverine. The one thing I kind of think of is, and this is why you said earlier, well, they, they're not going to get Ryan Fitzpatrick because he's going to cost too much money. Well, why isn't maybe someone who knows Cleveland sports a little bit more than I because you might live in the city and maybe a fan of the Browns. But from what I can remember, the Browns have never been that team to go out and say, fuck it, we're gonna get the we're gonna get the high pay quarterback. We're gonna get the guy, we're gonna spend the money 
on this quarterback. Usually it's been stuff like, I mean, if you want to kind of, if you want to count Josh McCown as that kind of a guy, but I mean, if you look at it, Brian Hoyer made, like, you could say, like, okay, that's your, Brian Hoyer and Josh McCown are the closest thing you have to that. You had Jason Campbell. You have Brandon Whedon, who was drafted by you. Colt McCoy. Brady Quinn. These are guys that would fit the same mold of a Carson Wentz, a Paxton Lynch, to where you drafted them to be your starting quarterback, and then they weren't. They just weren't your starter. Well, you know, it's tough because the Browns have had 24 quarterbacks since 1999. Mm -hmm. That's a lot of quarterbacks. They've had a lot. That's so many quarterbacks to where they have pretty much, they're getting close to territory where they're going to have to double every single number. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's bad. It really is. You sit there and say, is RG3 the perfect quarterback for the Browns? But part of you has to ask, does RG3 want to avoid the Cleveland Browns like they are the plague? Maybe. Because there's a lot of teams that supposedly were interested in him. Mm-hmm. And now... Of course, you're going to say, okay, yeah, but some of them are going to be very interested in him as a backup quarterback. Mm -hmm. But that Cleveland job with the rookie in there, you don't really know how secure that job is. And maybe they had the conversation, but is it open competition? Does he come in and he's just the starter? What does drafting a rookie at number two overall do to the supposed starter of former second round overall? RG three. Well, I mean, if I'm the, if I'm Robert Griffin the third, I would not. Honestly, I wouldn't want to go to a situation like Cleveland. And the main reason why is, unless I have it, verbal agreement or you know what, fuck it. Unless I have it written down on paper, that I and mean, even then they'll rip that uh, shit up. Who that doesn't mean well, anything. It's it's hard for me because I don't want to come from the side of where. RG3 should sound entitled mm-hmm. to the fact where it should be, well, I have a, I, I, this starting job is mine. I want it mine from when I enter. Shouldn't be that entitled because what have you done lately in the NFL? But at the same time, I would feel like, you know what? They're drafting this kid. He's going to be pushing me out. Mm-hmm. It's just like what the Redskins did when they drafted Kirk Cousins behind me. Yeah. I wasn't even like they took me second overall and they then took a quarterback to come in with me who I always felt like I was going to be pushed out the door. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's it's going to be exactly that. I mean, if they draft somebody RG3 knows for a fact that this kid is one day going to start over him. You're not going to be so good that this kid's just I mean, maybe he believes he's mm-hmm. going to be so good, but you're probably not going to be so great that that second overall pick means nothing and they're like, "Oh, well, I guess we got a great backup then. You know, that's not going to happen. There are other options. You know, there's the Denver Broncos. Now, with this being said, who knows how interested these teams are, if they're one of these 10 teams that supposedly mm-hmm. are interested in him. But the Denver Broncos, the Los Angeles Rams, the Buffalo Bills, possibly the New York Jets if they can't quite figure it out with uh, with Ryan Fitzpatrick. There are a lot of teams out there that need somebody that are probably in a better situation than the second-worst team in the NFL, Cleveland Browns. Mm-hmm. And also, you just got to, I don't know, maybe maybe it's me being kind of a history nerd. You just have to look back and say, 
what have these franchises done? And when you look at the Cleveland Browns, nothing that you're happy about, nothing you really want to be a part of if you are a quarterback. If you are a quarterback, you really don't want to be a part of the Cleveland Browns because they chew you up and spit you out as fast as they can and get somebody else in there. Mm -hmm. And for RG3, he just experienced that. He experienced in Washington being the kind of disgraced quarterback. Put, what was it, third string on the depth chart? They did not care about him. They just wanted to get rid of him to where that final game, he's not waiting. He's just packing his stuff, and he's going home. Mm -hmm. I don't think anything really changes that much in in Cleveland. Is RG3 the best option? Yeah, he's the best option of quarterback available, excluding Ryan Fitzpatrick. Um, Money reasons and age reasons. But this is the best guy. He's got the most potential. He's got more potential than Ryan Fitzpatrick, that's for sure. He's kind of the buy him low and hope that he lives up to his hype now that he gets that change of scenery. But I just can't. I don't know if I can believe that RG3 will be who he was in that rookie year ever again. Well, and the, not even just because of that. Here's my stance on the Cleveland Browns and their quarterback situation. If you sign Robert Griffin III, you're not taking Carson Wentz or Paxton Lynch. Let's be honest. You're taking a guy like Dak Prescott down the line, or you're saying, fuck it, we'll draft a quarterback next year. Because mm-hmm. you need, you don't want to deal with having a guy like RG3 have someone behind him that's probably going to take his job. He just, just experienced that. He's going to be very have, nervous about it. Just have a competition between him and McCown. Guess what? RG3 can probably beat McCown for the starting job. However... Here's what I would do if I was the Browns. I would kind of go unscripted. To go off of your comment, how you're, you, and you are, you're the history guy. Mm-hmm. It's like my dad made a comment yesterday, that famous saying, well, oh, if you don't learn from your history, you're doomed to repeat it. And with the Browns, you're doomed to repeat it unless you go out there and do something different. And that's why I mm-hmm. think they need to go out there. As of right now, I'm looking at spotrack.com. And they're saying, according to their figures, Browns have the third most cap room at just over $41 million. Go ahead, make a huge offer for Ryan Fitzpatrick. Do something you have not done in the past. Get a guy like Fitzpatrick. Oh, I don't think that's a good idea. I think it's a bad idea. Now you may be sitting there. I know exactly what Mark's going to say. That's not a good idea. You're paying on an inflation because... Fitzpatrick had what for one a thirty-three-year-old for one good year. I'm not saying go out and give him the. This farm, guy's drafted Brandon Whedon, but I'm going out there and saying, hey, you know what? Go ahead and try to get Ryan Fitzpatrick and bring in a guy that your fan base can say, okay, I'm confident with this quarterback. Am I still not optimistic because we're the Cleveland Browns? Yeah, of course, mm-hmm. but. At least we went out there, we got a quarterback that, because let's be honest, you're not going to go out there and get a guy like Peyton Manning. He's not walking in the door anytime soon. But you can go out there and get the best available free agent with right now is Fitzy. I, I, don't, I don't agree with that decision because you're, you're paying big money for a 33-year-old and, I, and who is known for throwing interceptions one good year. No, I, I get your playing you off of last the last year and you're hoping for, for the best. You could say the same thing for Robert Griffin because the last— No, he's 26. No, I'm saying the la- the interception numbers because mm-hmm. the yeah. last uh, 
the last kind of full season he had with 13, mm-hmm. he had 12 picks. Oh, for sure. For sure. But I'm going to take the 26-year-old over the 33-year-old. Now I will say age is in mm-hmm. age is in the corner of Robert Griffin, but the thing I'm thinking about, and this is where I'm coming from, mm-hmm. what have you done for me lately? Fitzpatrick has done great things last year. With Brandon Marshall, yeah. With Brandon Marshall, but I mean, it you helps. can go ahead and get wide receiver help for him in can the draft. Can you get Brandon Marshall, though? You can get Broxton Miller. Broxton Miller's no Brandon Marshall. No, he's not. But you can go ahead. I or, mean, technically, they could go get Laquan Treadwell. They could get yeah, the best guy on the can, board. Or you can trade back your number two mm-hmm. because I, I think Treadwell at two is a reach, no matter what it is. Meh, he's a top 10 pick. Yeah, yeah, but you can trade back a little bit, maybe, for a guy mm-hmm. who. Number two is hard to trade. Maybe for a team that wants Bosa. Maybe for a team that wants Carson Wentz if the Titans go at Tunsil. Mm-hmm. Or what you can do if they go Tunsil, you can go to Jacksonville and go, hey, you want this pick or else we're taking Jalen Ramsey in Jacksonville. Like that would be, I mean, draft day because it's the Browns and the Jaguars. Yeah. But, you know, they could do something like that and then get a tread well. I really think for the Browns, um, I don't think RG3 should want to be the Browns quarterback because I don't think anyone should want to be the Browns quarterback. I mean, Hugh Jackson, though, the, the Wolverine is if, a bright spot. If it's going to turn around, now is the time where it's going to happen. But mm-hmm. I think they should go grab RG3, make a commitment that this is our starting quarterback for next season for mm-hmm. sure. After that, you know, not we're going to Not even open competition with McConnell? No, he is not, not even open competition with your number two overall pick, Carson Wentz, or Jared Goff, whoever they want. Um... You go, you draft that quarterback, whoever you're happy with, and you tell them, no, you are going to sit for a year. Mm-hmm. It's just going to happen. You don't do one of these. Who was the last guy who was told he was going to sit? Was it Teddy Bridgewater who was told he was going to sit? Or was it, I feel like it might have been Ryan Tannehill who was told you're going to sit for a year. And then a few games in, he's starting all of a sudden. Uh, you don't do one of those. You I say, it was Teddy. It may have been Teddy. You say you were going to Matt, sit. Because we had Matt Castle at the time. Oh, of course, the glorious Castle. Uh, you are going to sit for a year. RG3 is our quarterback. After that, you can compete. But right now, this is our guy. Because you just want a guy who's going to sit and learn. Do something that nobody in the NFL does. You're talking about how the Browns need to do something different. Here's something different. Stop the revolving door. 24 quarterbacks. Since 1999, that's terrible. It was Teddy. It was Teddy because he entered as the second string quarterback behind. Uh, he was behind Castle, but ahead of Ponder. And then he made his debut on September 21st against the Saints. Yeah, because Castle got injured quite a bit earlier than a year. Now, of course, injury is a different story. But Ca- I don't think was, Castle would have. That made was it. the fourth game into the year. Castle, Castle wasn't injured. going to start that no. whole thing. Um, you just need to make the commitment. Do something different. Say, hey, this revolving door is done. Mm-hmm. It's this guy right now. This is the end of it. Um, and let that let that rookie learn. No, he's not. It's not like he's learning from from Peyton Manning, but he can learn from you know your quarterbacks coach, your offensive coordinator, mm-hmm. your head coach. He will learn things and well, get adjusted. I, I think the perfect example of that is AA Ron and uh, mm-hmm. up in our Rogers. Rogers is up in there in Green Bay. But he's the perfect example because you hear stories with him and Favre. Favre wasn't teaching him shit. Yeah. Favre wanted the job over him. He Get back, young fella. Mm-hmm. Kind of like I kind of saw the same relationship between Peyton and Brock. Yeah, Brock tries to put that helmet on and, and Peyton Peyton's goes, already nope, out. I'm in there. 
Yeah. I'm coming back. I'm Mr. Steal Your Job. That's what I am, Peyton Manning. Mm-hmm. Going to win a Super Bowl with your job. But so you don't need you don't need RG3 to teach the new guy shit. You can have the coaches do that. You can have Carson Wentz and Carson Wentz for a year or two can be exactly what Sean Anderson always makes a joke with me and you where he shows us that picture of uh Wentz with the clipboard mm-hmm. with yeah. the headset and the clipboard. Exactly. He could basically be that. But uh, I but, mean, the, you think about the last two great backups that came in and just mm-hmm. were doing great, um, or at least, you know, good, as I like to say. Brock Osweiler, he's he's one of them. He's the last one. Mm-hmm. And honestly, the, last, the one after that is probably Aaron Rodgers. Who's the, who's the next backup that just came right in and kicked ass? Kirk Cousins. Yeah, you can say Kirk Cousins, too. A backup who, you know, he had his chances and didn't really take advantage yeah, of them. But, but after a while, he, he did it and he took, took advantage it of it. Yeah. So the it's doesn't happen in the NFL often. But if you sit a guy and you let him learn for a while, you know, you got some good examples of things that can happen. I'm even trying to think of other backups that have done that. And I really, I mean. Not in, the, not you, in today's NFL. Could you say, now this may be a stretch. But I'm going to say Matt Castle the year mm. Tom Brady got injured. I would give credit to the system. So you wouldn't in that give, case, you, so you I wouldn't give, give credit any to Matt credit Castle to Matt Castle at all. But I'm trying to think of other teams, and really, I can't see one. Maybe no, that was more of a benching than an injury with uh, Colin Kaepernick and Alex Smith. That was more yeah. of a benching than a kind of. And also, Colin, Colin Kaepernick. Kaepernick's a little bit of a different story. He's mm-hmm. kind of just a freak athlete, and that's what he did. Well, that whole season. He, I was thinking because he took over for Alex Smith. That's what I was thinking. But, I mean, the bottom line with mm-hmm. the Browns, I am saying even though I may be in the mi- minority, I think, I think I'm in the minority that says do something that you have done differently in your history, go out there, spend the money on a guy like Fitzpatrick that your fans can wrap themselves around and be like, okay, at least we got a quarterback who did well last season and can maybe bring some success. To this Browns team for about a year and then it's over. Well, and yeah, maybe that's all you need him for because you'll have a, then that way you do draft a Carson once. Whereas Mark, you're on the side of take RG three. He's the best one out there. He's your best option, but make sure you get that quarterback that you want too. But you know, Mark, speaking of quarterbacks that you may want to Martellus Bennett, AKA the black unicorn has now, I would say gotten himself a quarterback now. After being traded from Chicago mm-hmm. to the New England Patriots. And here, here's how it works out. In this segment of the Onside Kick, we're not really going to talk about the Bears portion of it. The Bears. If you want that, go listen to Behind the Pen. We think Mike Rankin did a pretty good job talking about, as little as he did, talking about the Martellus-Bennett trade on the side of the Bears. However, the one thing I will say is virtually... To quote Mike Rankin, all you got in this was you basically traded Bostick and Bennett for a fourth-round pick. That was basically mm-hmm. the trade. Yeah, two pieces you didn't want. Two pieces you didn't need. I mean, you traded mm-hmm. Bostick for a sixth, but then you gave that sixth back with Martellus Bennett for a fourth. But the first thing I thought when I saw this was, oh, shit, the Patriots are trying to do exactly what they had when mm-hmm. they had Gronk and Hernandez. Yeah, and... I would say, you know, Martellus Bennett, probably a better option than Aaron Hernandez. The man likes to block. He's not going to go to jail. Well, again, the man likes to block. He's not going to go to jail either. So you've got, and he's going to erase from history. Um, 
So you've got a really good option. Uh, and you have somebody who, if Gronkowski gets hurt like Gronkowski likes to get hurt. You have a viable top, what, you could say top 15? Top 15 tight I'd end? say higher than that. Top 10? Mm-hmm. I was almost going to say top 10. Is that too high? No, that's okay, not too high. Top 10 tight end. He's a great tight end. You got one of the better tight ends in the NFL. Um, it, I mean, it's a great option. Now, some of the other things you got to think about Martellus Bennett. Mm-hmm. Is he going to be okay in a two tight end system with a tight end who's better than him? Because the man likes the attention. The man likes the ball being thrown to him. He likes getting touchdowns. Yeah, he likes to block too, but he he wants the glory. Mm-hmm. He's always wanted that glory, and he's not he's not shy to complain when he doesn't get it. This is why teams don't really want the guy on their team in the locker room because he does complain. He opens his mouth a lot sooner than he needs to. Now, if then the next week you throw the ball to him a few more times, then he's happy. But is I don't know. I, I'm interested to see how that works out with you know a coach like Bill Belichick, who's the mm-hmm. no nonsense kind of guy. You know, a guy who tells Chad Ochocinco, yeah, Chad Johnson, mm-hmm. we're done with that Ochocinco business. The, you mean the same Chad Johnson that in a, oh, I want to say when he, it was when he was with the Patriots, they did like a little behind the scenes thing, and he's like eating uh, McDoubles mm-hmm. as he's um, like running and stuff because he's like, hey, man, it don't matter what I eat. It don't matter what I eat because I'm just going to burn it off right here. Yeah. Which some people may argue you're putting in uh, the wrong kind of fuel into your uh, well-oiled machine, but to each their own. And, you know, what's Chad Johnson doing now? Yeah. <laughs> Not playing football. So maybe and you got a point, Ricky. And he doesn't have that Hall of Fame jacket that he uh, put on when he was in Cincy. No, no. So, I mean. Kind of like Ch- uh, Thad Castle. Yeah. He got that well, Hall of Fame jersey on uh, before uh, Thad he Castle's played a game gr- in the He's NFL. a great, you know, RIP. But. The thing for Martellus Bennett is I just don't know if he fits Bill Belichick. He is a personality that's hard to tame. The Patriots are really good at taming personalities. Mm-hmm. I just don't know that Martellus Bennett is one of the guys who can have that happen. I don't know if he can fit this team. Athletically, yeah, he can fit as this long, team. As long as you win. As long as you throw him the ball. As long as you win. I don't think he wants to win. I think he wants the glory. I think I think it. I mean, winning is nice too. I think this point in Martellus's career, nine seasons in the NFL, he was a second round pick in t- two thousand and eight. I think at this point, Martellus is sitting there going, "I need to win. I need to win again." Because in Chicago, I came to Chicago. I thought we were going to win, and then mm-hmm. we didn't. And then it was rebuild mode. Yeah, and then it was rebuild mode because Tressman kind of. Screwed things up for us. The Mad Hatter. Um, a different kind of Mad Hatter. Mm-hmm. So, it's just, I don't know. I'm very interested to see how it works. I think the Patriots offense is terrifying with Martellus Bennett in there because they got exactly what they had before. Um, now, with that being said, they still need to, you know, guard the quarterback. Mm-hmm. If he's getting hit all the time, it doesn't matter how many tight ends you get out there. You could have every, you could have the all the top five tight ends out there at the same time. Pull some Chip Kelly business. And it doesn't matter if Tom Brady is going to be on the ground. Now, I think they're going to obviously address free, uh, the offensive line quite a bit in the draft. You're talking about the Patriots addressing yeah. the line. Well, they, they traded for Cooper, and I know we got a comment on, we talked about it last week with the Chandler Jones, and it said that Cooper's shit. 
mm -hmm. Cooper's garbage, something like that. They're trying to they're trying to upgrade You're that doing line. something. Yeah. And I mean, if they, I mean, Robert Kraft did ask uh, Goodell, "Hey, can we please have our pick back? Can we get our pick back, please? Come, come, on. come on, buddy. Come on. We we could use that We're offensive friends. line at the end. You want us <laughs> to go win a Super Bowl, don't you? It makes you money when we win the Super Bowl. <laughs> it makes you money. People buy our jerseys. They come to our games. You really want the Cardinals to go win a Super Bowl? Come on. Nobody yeah. wants the you Cardinals really to win Eli a Super Manning Bowl. You Manning to get a third Super Bowl? Yeah. Well, we do want that, though. <laughs> we do want that. So we can say uh, better, better Manning, Manning again. Again. We want him Not to be, equal get, regain his, his throne, yeah. his crown. Not equal Manning. It's like Game of Thrones in the, mm -hmm. uh, in the Manning household. Who can get that last win? Does a Manning always pay his debts, though? Um. Uh. Maybe. I maybe. mean, Do depends what the debt is. <laughs> is, it a, is the debt like an interception? Because they can do that for sure. Yeah. Uh. But I mean, the one thing I had to look up is Martellus mm. Bennett has never won a Super Bowl. Oh no. I mean, of course not. Because I was like, oh, he came from New York, so was he there during? No. no. He was there during the nine and seven year in 2012. Yeah. Mm. I just don't know the year that RG three went to the playoffs. Has that was the year Martellus played for the Giants. Quite a year. So, I mean, with me, hey, maybe it's just... And you look at his Instagram post, and I know that Instagram posts and Twitter posts are kind of... Mm -hmm. Okay. But he like, is fun to follow on these things, so he don't post, do that. He posted a picture of him shaking Tom Brady's hand during a game, and it here's the caption. Hi, Tom. I'm Marty. Let's do this. Mm-hmm. So that, to me, says, hey, you know what? Maybe Martellus is in it to win it. Well, I think he's in it to win. I mean, I definitely think he wants to win. He wants to get a Super He's going to be happy getting a Super Bowl ring, even and if he's, he's on the bench. he's happy to be playing with the—I was going to say arguably, but Peyton Manning retired. So he's playing with the best quarterback in the league. He's the GOAT. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's going to be happy with that. But I think—I just— I just think that we always have these situations. This is why it's always dangerous to draft anybody— on the New England Patriots for mm -hmm. fantasy football because there will be that game where they do not get a single target because Tom Brady spreads the ball evenly to everybody. And there's going to be multiple games where Gronkowski, like 10 receptions, doing amazing things. Martellus Bennett, one from one target, mm -hmm. maybe two. This is going to happen. It's just a matter—it's really a test for Martellus Bennett's maturity, something that you know people have criticized about him in the past. Is he going to be a more mature player? Is he going to be able to handle these things better? I don't know. We'll see. I'm more interested in that. See, I don't think it's going to be that big of a problem. I really don't. Because I feel like at this point, Martellus Bennett, and it may sound like a broken record, at this point, he may be saying, you know what, I'm closer to the end than I am the beginning. Fuck it. I want a ring. And this is my best opportunity to get said ring. Oh, I'm not doubting that he wants that ring. I just think that he's gonna. It's gonna be interesting. I'm interested to see. Do we get a treatment for him from Bill Belichick? Of if he mm -hmm. if he makes a scene, if he complains, does Bill Belichick go okay? You see that bench? You sit on that bench and you tell me when you're ready to play. Do we see something like that? Because Bill Belichick takes no shit. You know he is. The you know he's he's the strict teacher out there of you're gonna do what I want you to do, and if you don't, bench is right there. I'll next man up. Mm -hmm. No problems with that. The Patriots' offense is terrifying. How right about this, this too? What if I threw this out there? There are some formations where the Patriots run two tight ends at mm -hmm. one time. 
is oh, yeah. is Bennett going, and this is going against my side of it, but I'm going to say it anyways, of is Bennett going to be okay if there's a play call for you block, Gronk goes out for the pass? It'll be interesting. I mean, I the man does like to block. He likes being physical. Mm-hmm. Not the best blocker out there, but he likes to do it. But, I mean, the Patriots could use someone oh, yeah. that, you know, can block mm-hmm. th- to protect Tom Brady. They they could use about five of those. Yeah. Um, <laughs> five of them. Yeah, an entire like, offensive line. An entire line. line, yeah. Yeah, if you could get one of those, that'd be amazing. Um, so it's just going to be interesting. I mean, like I said, the, the Patriots offense is terrifying. We don't need to talk about that right now because we know they're terrifying. They already had the best quarterback. They've got the best tight end. They just They've got, got better. one of the better tight ends. They got. They just got better. That's yeah. basically how you can look at this talent-wise. Exactly. I mean, it's the rich getting richer here. Mm-hmm. This is a great team. They're already one of the favorites to go to the NFL. I mean, to go to the Super Bowl. Go to the NFL. They're not there already. No, I mean they're in the Canadian <laughs> Football League right now. Uh, to get into the Super Bowl, mm-hmm. now it's pretty much like, all right, can we lock this thing up? Obviously, we can't. But that's the conversation we're having right now. I mean, they're. I think their Vegas odds must have just went like skyrocketing. You know who up. I feel most sorry for in this trade? Who's that? Ryan, Rex Ryan, because yeah. he probably woke up to this and went. Fuck, well, we got to get a wild card spot or else I'm losing my job. Oh, yeah. Oh, Because no. we're not winning the division he already now. Knew, he already yeah. knew he needed a wild well, card spot. Th- you know, there was there might have been like a no, glimmer. No, there wasn't. It may have been like a dumb and dumber, like, so you're saying there's a chance. Now it's like, okay, no chance at all. Yeah. At mm-hmm. all that we're winning this division. Nope. Let's get a wild card spot. Yeah. I mean, the Cle- the not Cleveland, the, uh, the Buffalo Bills, I, I don't know what they were doing with that. It was such a dumb standard and expectation to put on this coach who's been there for a year who did great things for you in that year he was there just dumb i mean the patriots are going to do what the patriots continue to do the patriots are not going anywhere until tom brady leaves Mm -hmm. that's all it is and basically until bill bill belichick leaves too they're going to be just fine they're going to ride the top they're great the rich getting richer i'm going to ask you i'm going to ask you one last question with this before we move on to our final discussion topic it's clear that the black unicorn is a one-year rental. Can people compare this and say, well, you know, the last one-year rental we had was Revis Island. Mm-hmm. Look how that played out. Can people kind of look at it and already compare Bennett to Revis to see what we may see from Bennett on the Patriots? I don't know. I think that Martellus Bennett is a little bit better than the one-year rental scenario. Because if you do start winning and he is happy, mm-hmm. he's going to want to be there. And I think he's going to hopefully get the culture. I mean, you, you see the picture of him shaking hands with Tom Brady. Maybe Tom Brady will tell him, hey, you know, you got to do what you got to do to be a part of this team. Take this that how, pay cut. This is how we do things here. Yeah, and then in that case, it's not necessarily that one uh, that one year rental because he's saying, man, you take the lower paycheck. We're going to win more. You'll be happy with that. I definitely think you can get a little bit more. And, you know, it's not kind of the end of the career for Revis. I mean, for Bennett, as it was for Revis Island. Mm-hmm. He was at the end. Martellus Bennett still has plenty of time right now. So, you know, it's it's unfortunate when, when you sit there and you're a fan of one of our teams, the Chicago Bears, the, the Minnesota Vikings, and we're still trying to figure it out. And you got a team like the Patriots, like, God damn it, how do you guys keep doing it? How do you keep just getting better and better and better every single year? 
Well, I mean, I'm happy with you know. I mean, it was only one year, but I'm happy with the division. Yeah, don't get your don't get your hopes up. Uh, I'm happy with the uh, division win. The Green Bay Packers, when Jordy Nelson comes back, are going to put you back in your place. You think so? And they're the Green Bay Packers. You what do they do? They put us in their place. So, so you're not on the uh, the Mike Rankin train of uh, Bears are going to make the playoffs in 2016. Oh, the Bears are going to win the Super Bowl. They're not going to lose a single <laughs> game. But the Packers are going to put you back in their place. But okay, speaking of guys that may be done in the NFL. We got an easy one here. And mm-hmm. I'm just going to be frank with it. Is Johnny Manziel done in the NFL? Yeah. Thanks for the podcast, guys. Thanks for listening. That's it was it. a good one. That's it. Johnny Manziel's done. Texas yeah. A&M, they're done. They're I, nothing. I mean, you'll even notice on the thumbnail, we're not. he's not wearing Cleveland Browns gear no, he's anymore. Not, he's, he's back to yeah. college. Because the, he's he is what you said earlier. I don't remember if it was on the podcast or not. But Tim Tebow in Madden yeah. has the ultimate team the card, ultimate team card from yeah. college. Mm-hmm. That is what Johnny Manziel is. We're just talking college now. We're going to forget that the NFL ever happened. Can you, like, just think back to I being... wouldn't be surprised if Johnny Manziel's sitting there going, I got a mm-hmm. year of eligibility left, right? Yeah, yeah. I got a year just left. Just think about being the, I forgot who it was, like the quarterback coach or whatever, who got that text from Johnny Manziel, mm-hmm. and his reaction was, oh, this guy wants to be here. The Browns quarterback He's going yeah. to lead us to greatness. We're going to win again. Mm-hmm. And now you're sitting there going... You know, you don't even have a job anymore. Yeah. You're just like, oh, bad choice. I think he still has. He had another bad choice. Not with Cleveland. He still has three years. Yeah, he has. He only played two seasons. So he has two years eligibility. He can go back oh, to college, can he? Can sure, he? Why not? You, after you declare, can you go back? I feel, like we have, could, I feel like we could make a movie out of that. Even though you have two years of well, eligibility. Well, to talk about left? Thad Castle, Thad Castle <laughs> declared for the draft, and he came back after his cocaine. Well, he just came back after to party. After he loved cocaine. For Thadland. No, no, no. I'm saying and he actually, in season two. Oh, that's right. He left, yes, and, and he, came he came back. back after I hope you guys are Blue Mountain States fans, <laughs> because we've been talking about it a lot in this podcast. I was going to say, earlier in the podcast, when... Uh, I'm not going to repeat it, but you slipped it, and I was like, did he just ruin the fucking movie for everybody? Did I, or did did I not ruin the movie? Did you? I don't know. You got to watch it to find out. It's okay, Sammy. You said my name. No, I didn't. But uh, the thing with Johnny Manziel is, who the fuck wants him? Yeah. That's the thing with me. And I mean, there is an article I'm looking at right now on Pro Football Talk for NBCSports.com. Apparently, Drew Rosenhaus says that teams are interested in Johnny Manziel. But he's not going to talk publicly. He's mm. not going to talk publicly about him. But teams are interested. Yeah. Well, okay, I, I don't yeah, doubt. Right. I don't doubt that teams are interested, and they're saying like, "Okay, uh, is everything fixed yet? Mm-hmm. Is he like, is he good to go? Has he grown up? Oh, he hasn't. Oh, okay. By teams are interested, you mean Jerry Jones is sitting there going, "How crazy am I?" Jerry Jones is sitting there going, hey. How messed up am I? How much of a fantasy owner or a Madden Can franchise I run am I? two quarterbacks at the same time? Can I do that? Can Can I put Tony Romo at the H-back and put Manziel at the quarterback? He makes the phone call, hey, Tony, <laughs> you're a fullback now. <laughs> a fullback, not even an H-back. Well, we want to have, have the running back out yeah. there, too, so we can get some yardage. Tony's just there <laughs> to be there, essentially. I just, to me, I look at Johnny Manziel and I think, who wants him as their quarterback? And it's it, this has nothing to do with how he plays on the field. Mm-hmm. It is all like you you see it on ESPN all the time. This guy has a personal problem, and maybe a year away from the game, 
could do him well if he gets the help that he needs. Probably more, more than a year. I mean, he doesn't even have well, at least a year. Well, because the first thing I think of is when you say, "Oh, take a year off." Mm-hmm. It's kind of like I, I think of it when you get that person in college. Oh, I'm going to take a year off. No, you're never coming back. Oh yeah, that's yeah. what that means. I mean, he doesn't even have the luxury of let's talk about Ryan Leaf for a second. Of Ryan Leaf being mm-hmm. around for what was it like four seasons, or yeah. maybe it was three. So you don't even have I'm that fa- luxury. I'll fact check you. Because Johnny Menzel basically came in, was there for a couple of years, and, and now he's done. And even when his dad is saying, I am I fear scared for my son's life. that my son will be dead by the end of the year. Yeah. There's an issue here. Yeah. You got Ryan three. Leaf had three. He three was years. 1998 with the Chargers, 2000 with the Chargers, and 01 with the Cowboys. Fun stuff. Only played four games in that 01 series. Or season, I should say. Well, you don't need to play too many games. But he was in the league for four seasons. He just didn't play in 99. So I just, I, I sit here and I think, is some team possibly interested in the idea of the talent level that was Johnny Menzel in college football? Sure. But they're going to sit there and they're going to look at what's going on. They're going to think about their team and having him in the locker room. And they're going to say, no. There's not a single team out there that wants that. It's Yes, they're interested in the talent but they don't want everything that has to come with it. There's only two ways that Johnny Manziel plays football next season. A, he signs with the Dallas Cowboys. B, the Oakland Raiders somehow find a way to move to Las Vegas for this Mm -hmm. season, and he plays for them. Sure. Or if the Chargers move to Las Vegas. The only two ways he's playing is if he plays in Dallas or Or the NFL just creates a new team out of nowhere. An expansion team in Las Vegas. I mean, let's yeah. just put Johnny where the problem is. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. It's great. He may- wants to be in Vegas anyway. May- maybe maybe it'll work if you put a team in Las Vegas, Sin City. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what he does. Does he just fizzle? Does he mm-hmm. get arrested? Does he go to the CFL? You know, there's there are options out there. Hopefully, you know, he picks one of the good ones um, for his sake. Because if he goes to the CFL, cleans up his act, does well, it's not improbable that he could come back. You know, it's not improbable that two, three years down the line, some team needs quarterback, and they're going, hey, Johnny Manziel was a good talent, right? And now he's doing pretty well over there in Canada. Why not? And I'm going to change my opinion. Mm-hmm. Live changing of an opinion here for Ricky on the podcast. Johnny Manziel's not going to play next season. And the reason why I say that is I just saw another article mm-hmm. that says, and I quote, the Cowboys reportedly aren't interested in him until he gets his life back in order. That ain't going to happen before this season. All he's got to do is write Jerry Jones a note that says, hey, I'm good to go. And Jerry goes, oh, yeah, all right, cool. <laughs> he said he's good to go. Jerry Jones will believe anything. Is that what you're saying? He's the Pretty global much. owner? Yeah. I just, to me, I feel like Johnny Menzel is the lost cause at this point. Mm-hmm. I would rather have RG3 as my quarterback. Well, I would definitely rather have RG3, but it's... It's just a one of those sad put, stories to the NFL. Way. I'd rather have Case Keenum as my quarterback. I agree. I agree. It's just one of those sad stories for, for yet another player that throws mm-hmm. it all away who is going to end up with nothing, uh, and we're going to be watching his 30 for 30 probably in a few years, and it's just going to be a disappointment. What if I told you money didn't mean it all? As he, you know, as he's money, doing money, the money signs. Si- or something with money. Like, what if, what if I told you 
Mo money, mo problems. That's it. Mo, what if I told you? <laughs> mo, mo money, mo problems. problems. And it's just Johnny Manziel doing the money sign. That's what we should have named this podcast. Mo, mo money, money, mo problems. problems. Well, that's hey, that's what it was with Money yeah. Manziel. But yep. I mean, it was the thing with Johnny Manziel is he likes to party. In yeah. in college, you can do that. You can be BMOC, mm-hmm. come to practice hungover, play on Saturday. Hell, if you play hungover, kudos to you in college. But in the NFL, it's kind of this thing called a, a job. Yeah. That, I mean, most of us kind of, we joke about it. Yeah, you're getting paid millions to play a kid's game. Mm-hmm. But really, it's a job. Yeah. And I'm going to even say something that they, Charles Barkley and Kenny the Jet Smith were talking about after one of the March Madness games, but it kind of relates here to where I think it was Kenny said along the lines of if these were professionals and like all they did was this was their job, play basketball, all they had to think about this last game that I saw, I'd be ridiculing these kids. Mm-hmm. But he's like, I can't. Because they're college kids. On top of playing, they got to go to class. They got to deal with this. They got to deal with that. Are they but, going to class? Let's be honest. Are they going to class? But to be honest, if it's a school like Yale, and then the school, you're going to class. Let's be honest. The school he was talking about was Northern Iowa. Mm-hmm. So you're going you're, to you're class. You're going to class if yeah. you're in one of the mid majors. But it's one of those things where he's like, I can't. If they were a pro team, I'd be like, you choked. Mm-hmm. But because they're this isn't their job and they're amateurs, basically. I can't do that. Well, Manzel, we can't overlook this over anymore because you are a professional. It'd be like me showing up to work drunk. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, don't, be fired. I don't think my employers would like that too much. You'd be fired on the spot. I'd be fired on the spot. Not even, even if I was like acting fine, mm-hmm. I feel like they would just need to smell it and boom. Hey, hey, Ricky, if you, if you had anything to drink, yeah. blah, 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 okay, you're fired. And these aren't the old day, I mean, talking about 30 for 30. These are the old day where Jim McMahon can crack open that uh-huh. beer and drink at the press conference. That's done. I mean, you can be Peyton Manning and say, mm-hmm. I'm going to enjoy some Bud Light. But you can't have well, all even, these videos being drunk when you I'll even have this to, issue. I'll even relate it to something else that I know me and you liked as kids. I know I did. I can't remember if you said you You're talking about Stone Cold? I'm talking about Stone Cold Stone and wrestling. Cold. Where it was actually earlier this week, it was Stone Cold Day. Or last week, because it was 316. But, yeah, like, even in wrestling, when Stone Cold came out, shotgun the beers. Mm -hmm. Live on television. Or it was one of those things where I was watching, I guess the New Aged Outlaws came back. Mm -hmm. And he went to say biatch, and he couldn't say it. And I was like, wow, back in the day, they said that, no problem. But to be honest, those beers were probably non-alcoholic. I would like to believe they were alcoholic because it was Stone Cold. You would like to believe that because you were a young child and you don't want your childhood. Stone Cold said so, Mark. But let's be honest here. What? Let's be honest. What? Johnny's done. What? Johnny is done. But I mean, back to my point, though, is that it was you're a professional. You got to be a professional. You weren't a professional. Now you got to get your life in order in order to play the game you love. I'm going to go ahead and say he is not playing in 2016. Do you agree? Oh, I th- I don't think he's ever going to play again. Ever not again. Not in the NFL. Not Never even again. as like a third stringer? Nope. Not even in like the CFL, the Arena Football League? 
I don't think he's going to give himself the opportunity. Is he going to be a high school coach or a Texas A&M coach? I don't think he's going to have much of anything to do with football ever again. So, Pop Warner football. Okay, we got it. But that's going to do it for the onside kick this week. I want to thank you guys for checking out the podcast. If you're on SoundCloud, go ahead and hit that heart button, that follow button, that repost button. Leave a comment with anything that you thought about this podcast. If you're on YouTube, do the same thing, except it's heart or it's thumb up like button and subscribe. We're trying to get to 1,000 subscribers. We're almost to 900, which is pretty cool. We just got over the 860 mark, trying to get that to that elusive 1,000 mark. You can follow me on Twitter at Ricky Widmer. Mark is at the with two E's, Mark Weber. Most Valuable Podcast is Most Valuable Pod. Go ahead and check out MostValuablePodcast.com, your one-stop shop for everything Most Valuable Podcast. Thank you guys again for checking out the Onside Kick this week, and as always, have a good day, everybody. Thank you for listening to this MVP podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Most Valuable Pod for more great podcasts.